the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, everyone. Um, it is a beautiful Wednesday fall day. Sitting in a dorm room in Ohio, as per usual. And I turned the limiter on this time. Last episode, I forgot to turn the limiter on. So if you listen with earbuds, I'm sorry, because that was probably really loud. Anyway, got it on now. Hopefully it's a lot quieter. We won't blow anyone's eardrums. It is just a great day out. Great day to be in Ohio. So if you're in Ohio, and you know what I'm talking about, uh, there's not a lot of days where you're happy you're in Ohio, but today's a good one. Today's a good day to be in Ohio. Uh, crazy football storylines going on that we, we did not expect to be talking about, but we're going to. And I, ju- I just am in such a great mood today. Let's get into it. Uh, this is No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts. We don't have any special guests today, so we're just going to be talking football. Just... Uh, Talking about what happened on Monday. Oh, and if maybe you're thinking, wait, this is Wednesday. He doesn't usually have a show on Wednesday. Well, that's because this is the first ever No Buts About It on a Wednesday. Just to kind of help spread out the stories a little bit. Cover things a bit quicker. Make sure uh, we're getting all that football news and able to develop stories like they need to be developed. So, start us off Wednesday uh, September 28th is the first ever Wednesday episode of No Buts About It, and we're hoping to continue that. Anyway, let's get into Monday Night Football. So on Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys faced the then-undefeated New York Giants. And you'll notice that I said then. That is because Cooper Rush and the Cowboys came into MetLife, and they killed the cow- the Giants. It was a spectacle it was phenomenal and it was beautiful to watch um cooper rush looked like a starter and that just increased talks of okay and not really from mike mccarthy because mike mccarthy has said this is Dak's team but the fans are kind of saying well cooper rush is playing really well cooper rush is looking like a starter in the nfl um maybe Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization look at trading Cooper Rush to be a starter somewhere else where they need him. Because there was one play that stuck in my mind. Everyone thought Cooper Rush was going to be what was holding back this Cowboys offense. He threw a bomb, 50 yards, 50-yarder. And I think it would have been a touchdown right in the numbers of CeeDee Lamb. And CeeDee Lamb dropped it. It... It was hard. He felt it. He showed some emotion. 
He was definitely disappointed in himself. And obviously you want him to make that catch. You want to see that awesome play. But if he doesn't make that catch and you don't see that awesome play, what you want to see is some emotion. Some That was on me. And he even said, that was not Cooper Rush. That was me. That was my fault. But you know what? Later in the game, you know what he did? He grabbed a one-handed touchdown, redeemed himself. Cooper Rush and CeeDee Lamb looked great. Uh, I think Cooper Rush is going to be a starter next year somewhere. Don't know if it'll be in Dallas. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, are still talking about uh, Dak Prescott and how he took over for the Cowboys was when Tony Romo got hurt. And Dak came in, played phenomenal, and earned the starting position. Dak is not as old as what Tony Romo was when uh, he got hurt. Different type of injury, different person. Different injuries are different for different people. So... We'll see what Cooper Rush does. I would not be surprised, though, if there was a team who called up Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and was like, we want that guy because he is just playing so well, especially if he continues to play well. Um, Some other things regarding Monday Night Football is we got to get the turf off the fields. I never really understood the whole debate. I thought it was just kind of players complaining about preferences. After watching Sterling Sharp run down the field, have no one – anywhere near him and just get hurt uh i think he tore his acl or whatever it is it's a season ending injury he's out for the season this is just happening too much it happened to odell in the super bowl this turf is hurting people um it's so common at metlife stadium because of that turf field and they have we have technology now that we can just grow grass and put it underground or hide it for concerts or whatever like we have the technology now that we didn't have 20 years ago, and that was the excuse, like, turf is easier to maintain. Um, let's just put grass on all the fields. It's going to cost money. It's going to cost money to maintain, but it's worth it to protect these players, protect them from getting hurt, because you don't want to see your favorite player or one of your favorite players running down the field by themselves and just get hurt for the whole season. It takes years off their career, and it's just not good for the league. It's not good for the sport. Um, there's a video of the London Stadium. I can't remember the name of the stadium right now. But they literally like took the grass from their soccer pitch, lowered it, basically, took it out, and then put in turf for the football game on Sunday morning. Well, Sunday morning here. It'll be regular time over there. But, yeah. So they have the technology. If London can do it, we can do it over here in the United States. So get the turf off the field. Just want to put that out there. That's going to be a huge storyline, I'm sure, the rest of the season, um, especially if more of these injuries continue to happen. Other, The other storyline coming from the Giants game was Kenny Galladay. So Kenny Galladay looked phenomenal with the Lions uh, three years ago. Gets traded to the, or maybe he was just a free agent. I remember, I just remember wanting him to come to the Bengals because he looked super good for the Lions. Thought he was a great player. Uh, he was a great player, but with the Giants, he just no touchdowns. Thirty million dollar contract. Um, earlier this season, he was saying, "Oh, it's because I'm not getting touches. I'm not getting snaps. No one's throwing the ball to me." Well, that happened, and he dropped it, and. 
unlike CD Lamb, he didn't really show any emotion. He didn't show that he cared. So obviously that kind of uh, pissed off some of the Giants fans who were like, we're giving you $30 million and you aren't, I, I mean, I know, I know I said wouldn't cuss a lot, but I don't even think they were mad. They were just angry. Like that's how angry they were. It warranted that sort of language. So I apologize if you weren't used to that, but that's how angry they were. Um, Kenny Galladay is basically robbing the organization, according to these fans, because he's not really doing anything. He doesn't seem to care. I'm sure he does care. Um, I don't think he wants to go out there every day after working, working out in the gym, working out at practice. I don't think he intends to go out on the field and just not perform well. That seems ridiculous to me. I don't think he actually desires that. But you got to show some emotion, man, uh, when – you don't make those plays, just be like, you know, take the blame for it and then better yourself. We'll see how Kenny Galladay does, but that's the other storyline coming out of that game. Uh, I think, I, I don't really know what to think with Kenny Galladay. I can't say that I think he'll do better, but I don't think it's because he wants to be bad. I don't think he's intentionally robbing, air quotes, the organization of the New York Giants. Um, Let's go into Thursday Night Football. So Thursday Night Football is going to take us to a storyline that we talked about on Monday with Tua Tagovailoa. And that is that Tua came back after what people assumed was a concussion. It looked like a concussion. Pretty much anyone who's ever seen a concussion would think that's a concussion. Again, different injuries, different for different people. Um, Tua went, met with the independent doctor. They cleared him. And apparently Tua has even said, when they were asking me about my head, I wasn't, I was getting angry because it wasn't my head that was the issue. My head felt fine. Everything felt good. Didn't feel like I was concussed at all. I had a back issue. And then Mike McDaniel later said it was an ankle issue. So they were asking Tua all these questions about his ankle or about his head. And he's like, no, my ankle and my back hurt. I, I have an issue in my back that I want you guys to look at. And fans were like, this guy should not be out on the field. He nearly collapsed walking off the field. He couldn't walk like 10, 10 yards without falling down. Um, why is he still playing? Ended up winning the game. Looked phenomenal. Um, but he's expecting to play this Thursday. The NFLPA investigation, I believe, is still ongoing. I don't think they've ended it yet. So Tua, though, is saying he's going to play. He wants to play the Bengals this Thursday in Cincinnati. Should be a good game. I bet it'll be a fun game to watch. I mean, you've got two young quarterbacks from the same draft class playing against each other with two phenomenal wide receivers from the same draft class, assuming Jalen Waddle plays. And Jalen Waddle's going to be out there with that Penguin power because he, even though he's got that groin injury, I'm, I'm still thinking Jalen Waddle's going to be out there. He's going to have that Penguin power in the end zone, and the Bengals are going to have to watch that. And I hope that the Bengals do because I'm a Bengals fan. And I think we, I think we can cover him. I think we'll be okay. Uh, Tyreek Hill could be an issue, but well, I, I trust the boys. I trust the boys. We have D, an injury with DJ Reader, but he's the nose tackle. Chase Edmonds, not super worried about him. They might just run all over us now. But I've said that though, uh, DJ Reader's going to be out for a few games though, not season ending. But we'll just we just got to play it by ear. I think. It's going to be a very fun game to watch Thursday night on Amazon Prime. 
Dolphins versus Bengals in Cincinnati. Two potential playoff teams. We could be witnessing a preview for the playoffs here right now. Week going into week four. Uh, that's our. Those are the really the storylines to talk about. Though is Tua's injury, and then the Bengals coming off that win against the New York Jets. They've kind of started the season struggling. They looked a lot better though, and I really do think it. The offensive line is improved. It's just they were kind of thrown into the crucible of having to deal with T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons in the first two weeks. And the Dolphins' defense isn't bad. It's just I don't think they have the pass rush that those other two teams did. And I think overall the Bengals' offensive line, after having to deal with T.J. Watt, after having to deal with uh, Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence, all these other guys on the Cowboys, I think they're going to be better off for it. I'm not worried about the Bengals. Bengals are going to go in to their home field, win this game on primetime. Joey B is going to be leading them back to the playoffs. They're going to be a team to deal with. I'm not worried. Dolphins should be worried. Dolphins fans should be worried. But they're confident too, and honestly, they should be. This is the best they've looked in years. So, two is playing. Going to be a fun game to watch. Jalen Waddle's playing. Definitely going to be a fun game to watch. So my prediction for the Bengals game is, ooh, I'm going to say Bengals win, but I'm going to say by less than five points. I think it'll be a very close game. This could be a game that Evan McPherson comes in and kicks a game-winning field goal for. It's gonna. I'm not. I don't think it's going to be anything. Uh, no blowouts on Thursday Night Football this week because these are two great teams that are going to be fun to watch. And uh, I think you should pay attention to Jalen Waddle and Tua. See if their connection is there. They're both playing injured. Tua said he's got a back issue, but he's still going to play. Uh, speaking of the AFC East quarterbacks who are injured, Mac Jones is hes not starting this week. Um, Bill Belichick has pretty much said if – Mac Jones doesn't play this week, which to me translates to Mac Jones probably won't play this week. Brian Hoyer is going to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. So uh, I'm going to say it now. I don't think the New England Patriots do well in the AFC East. I think the New England Patriots are going to lose the East. Um, I could see the Jets finishing before them. Zach Wilson is back. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I didn't lead with that. Zach Wilson is coming back. Uh, Joe Flacco was playing well, or decent, average, whatever you want to say. But uh, he got a few wins. He beat the Browns in that crazy comeback uh, in week two. Lost to the Bengals. Just He had a, like three turnovers, I think. That's probably when they're calling up. Robert Sala was calling up Zach, and he was like, uh, can you come back, please? But he was another player. That's another player who... I believe that was a no-contact injury that he had in preseason. Where he was just running. I don't know if that was a turf field, but if that was a turf field, the New York Jets should be advocating to MetLife, hey, let's get this turf off this field because we our, quarter, our franchise dude right here, this dude that we drafted second overall is getting injured running on it when no one's even touching him. So, yeah, Zach Wilson's back. Coming back from a no-contact injury, possibly caused by turf. Turf is an issue. We know that. Uh, I don't know who the Jets are playing this week, but I think that they can get third 
in the AFC East. I see no reason as to why they can't get third. Patriots just aren't getting it done. I think I, I, they just don't – the Patriots don't have the receivers. They don't really have anyone who I'm like, wow, I need to watch the Patriots. I'm so glad that I watched the Patriots, especially now that Mac Jones is out. Um, they traded away J.C. Jackson. So there you go. There you have it. The Patriots dynasty that we're all used to is kind of gone. And I think a lot of people are thankful for that because there was a lot of years, Tom Brady at the helm, where we were like, okay, the Super Bowl is just literally going to be the Patriots and whoever wins the NFC. Now it's more of a toss-up, and it makes football fun. Better game, more fun. We want the Patriots to play well so that they're competitive. We want everyone to be competitive. But it can also get boring when one team is just dominating over everyone, unless that one team happens to be the team that you love. So that's uh, my take on the AFC East. Glad to have Zach Wilson back. Hopefully he has a great debut game and is able to show people that he is that guy. And Garrett Wilson has been a stud. That Wilson-to-Wilson connection is going to be fun to watch, I'm sure. Elijah Moore, I'm sure, is going to... Love that he's going to be able to be a deep threat again. Which, by the way, Elijah Moore, if you are somehow listening to this show, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I am lost a parlay with Elijah Moore by half a yard, which means all he had to do was fall forward, and I would have won my parlay. So, not mad at Elijah Moore, just kind of sad that that happened. Uh, so, Elijah Moore, if you're listening, first of all, thank you. Second of all, Fall forward next time. Get me that yardage so that I win my parlay. Okay. Um, any these... We don't really have any analytics to go to right now. Um, that's going to start... So this episode will become an analytics episode. Where we talk about Monday night, predict Thursday night, and then the last 10 or so minutes, which would be right now, we'd kind of look at some controversies going on. So an example of what the first one is going to be is going to be uh, Tyreek Hill's statement that he made in the offseason that had everyone up in arms that Patrick Mahomes was more accurate, or Patrick Mahomes had more arm strength, but that Tua was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. He never said, to my knowledge, I'm going to go back and listen to the video, and this is why it's going to take a while for me to put this together. I'm going to take a week, I'm going to look at the stats, going to look at what Tyreek said, look at the arguments for, look at the arguments against, and then present them to you. Because this is a story, this is some drama, there's some drama here, I'm going to try to bring you that as well. We're going to look at the numbers, we're going to see, is Tua a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. And I think yes. Now, the argument is the reason Tua is more accurate is because he doesn't throw as far, but I think that's a completely different argument. So you can prepare to listen to that next Wednesday because I'm going to bring that to you. Um, but you kind of see where I'm going, hopefully. Uh That'll be the final 10 minutes of this Wednesday episode. So the way Wednesday episodes are going to work starting October in October is uh, we'll react to Monday Night Football. We'll cover the storylines for Monday Night Football, which Cooper Rush will be starting somewhere next year. Um, 
cover crazy stats and plays, such as C.D. Lamb's amazing one-handed catch. And then we'll predict Thursday Night Football. Bengals are going to win. Evan, Evan McPherson, Money Mac, is probably going to kick a game-winning field goal. I mean, it's kind of what he does. And we've uh, got the storylines with Tua. I've, I've, we've got this all figured out. We're coming. It's coming together. The podcast, we're figuring it out. Uh, it's not great. It's not by any means super well produced. It is me with my laptop, and I'm currently holding a microphone. So this is not the greatest show on any of the streaming platforms that it's on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. But I thank you for listening. Because even if you're just listening because you know me, in person and you're being a nice friend i appreciate that too because you don't have to you don't have to you there's way better things you could do with the 30 minutes of your time or 15 minutes if you're listening with double speed that you could do with your time so i just wanted to throw that here at the end and say thank you for listening i appreciate it i know that um, your time is valuable and i value that time as well And with that, uh, I'm going to go into my usual spiel that I make at the end of all of these shows. Follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show. And email us with any questions at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. Both of those will be in the description. You can also follow me on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter for the show, and I don't know my Twitter handle, but I will pull that out real quick because we have time. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, I'm always tweeting. I, I try to tweet about the games. I enjoy tweeting about the games. Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. So I'll throw that in the description too. Um, I'm not saying anything amazing or phenomenal on there, but it's nice to have the follows. Anyway, uh, I hope everyone has a great day. Uh, if you're in Florida or just in the South in general and you're in the path of Hurricane Ian, no prayers are with you guys. I hope everyone is okay. I know that the Buccaneers have fled the state, or not the state, the city. Um, so obviously it's pretty bad. I hope everyone stays safe. Hope everyone's doing well. If you have family down there, check in on them. Make sure everyone's doing okay. And with that, we're going to be out of here. Uh, everyone have a good week. And we'll see you all on Friday, where we will react to Thursday Night Football and celebrate the Bengals' dub.